0: Hey, it's Liz Kelly. One shiny podcast will be touring from Friday, November 2nd to Wednesday, November 7th, where Tate, Titus, and nephew Kyle are traveling to Columbus, Ohio, Louisville, Kentucky, Bloomington, Indiana, and Chicago, Illinois to tip off the college basketball season.
1: You can find links to tickets on The Ringer's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar
0: Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. First Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad Stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Trey Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. It's
1: your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey,
0: this is WWE superstar,
1: Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I got a Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan
0: Black, a.k.a. the Goof Haraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. Yeah, yeah, and you're, to listening you're listening to, listening to, you to listening this. Listening to, to, the, the. the Mask Man the Show. The Mask Man the Masked Show. Man the Masked Man Show. Mask Man Show. Masked Man Show. Mask Man, Man Show. Man. Man
1: Welcome to the Mask Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker. joined on this uh, relatively somber week By uh, Back from a prolonged absence Of one week The
0: anticipated return Of the King of Sad Style The St. Germain event The man with the largest calves in the world Dan, the St. Germain event For once
1: your sadness is appropriate Yeah, it was, wow Uh, What a heavy week On the flip side I don't know, this is the best week To have like the insult comic as my co-host But, uh, you know Is that that what I am? (laughs) <laughs> um yeah, I don't know if we need to be like roasting Roman Reigns but No, uh, we're definitely not. Uh and No, but we I mean that's we have there's big news this week. Obviously, I wrote about it, so you know it's big if I'm actually picking up the pen and paper. Um Roman Reigns came out on Monday night Raw uh at the top of the show to announce that he well, I guess to tell everybody that he had that he had been fighting leukemia for 11 years, but the, to announce that it's returned and he's going to have to step away for treatment and um Relinquish the universal title, which is, as I said in my piece, sort of seems seems really beside the point, but also it's entirely the point. Sort of, you know, that's what we, uh, you know, we care. I mean, Roman Reigns' entire career has has been a little like a, a dosey doe with the universal title, and so it, it matters. But but obviously, his health is and his humanity is the most important important thing here. what, What? were you watching live on Monday Dan? I was and I was watching with my girlfriend who isn't a professional wrestling
0: fan and she started crying um yeah. and uh, you know I was I got emotional too and you know par- partially I had a friend of mine who died of leukemia last summer um so it was uh it that that would that was that was you know it got real um and you know I I think that like, you know the guys always put on terrific matches. You know we, we've, I've complained about you know sometimes the booking and, and the promos, a lot of which are completely out of his hands. But when 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 that's put in a context of just how much this guy was working with what he had going on, uh, it's it's incredible um, that he's been able to you know, surmount these obstacles that are put in front of him. And I mean, uh, you, you, know,
1: you hope he you know has a full recovery. Yeah, um, it's really hard. <clears throat> it's I mean it's just it's weird. I mean, I as a wrestling fan, it's very hard to separate. You know, I hope he gets better from like fantasy booking him into the next WrestleMania main event. Um, I mean, it, it, wrestling fans are the worst. Well, sometimes. no, but, but I think it's
0: natural. <laughs> no, but I mean, like we had like the one thing that I will say that like somebody texted me, it was like. Somebody asking Dave Meltzer work or shoot, and he said shoot, you know. And I was like, that sh- uh, p- uh, you know, please God, I, of course this is not a work, you know. I, we need to dispel that immediately. Um, although I did have I did have one moment where I'm like, well, they did kick a baby before and had Katie Vick, so I, oh, dear God, I hope it's not. But obviously, it's true, and no, it, was, I mean, I think- it was like one of the <laughs> saddest things that I've seen in um, wrestling I did a uh, and real sad not just like you know um, fucking uh, the uh, who's the guy who fell through the goddamn wall you know Marty Jannetty no no Shockmaster thank you not oh, not, yeah. not Shockmaster sad legit uh, th-
1: you know um, 30 for 30 sad <laughs> <laughs> um, I was on briefly on ABC's ABC News's podcast start here this morning um trying to explain sort of what happened for the non-wrestling fans out there um, yeah but I think you know the uh, part of what we talked about and and I actually haven't heard the interview so I don't know how much exactly made it onto the pod but but one of the big things we talked about was how how WWE or how Roman reigns uh, how, how they ex- how, how they signal that something is real because yeah. it's like a world full of fakery obviously yeah yeah, I mean, I he did everything he could to make it clear that this wasn't that this that this was a shoot. Although I think well, shoot doesn't even shoot does not do justice. to no, what No, that's why I brought that up. Bro. No, I know it's, like, it's just so the, silly. It's the most like, insensitive reaction: work or shoot. The most They're, the most appropriate answer to that if you're going to if you're going to you know deal with the question and it's a legitimate question, I guess. It's pro wrestling is like neither of this is real. You know, like I understand yeah. that's what shoot means, but it doesn't because shoots within the context of pro wrestling. Right. This is real life. It like there's not, this isn't a, this isn't a, a lingo situation. No. And uh, one of the most interesting
0: things in the crowd is when he said, I've been, my name is Joe. I've been battling leukemia my whole life. And you could see all the smart marks just legitimately feel guilty. Yeah. <laughs> like there was like a real silence. Yeah. And it was it, like everybody, like, it was like I think most, all of us collectively were like, oh man, I really regret that one tweet about Roman Reigns.
1: You know? Yeah, it was the most awkward thing ever. You know? It yeah. was like the most awkward experience you've ever had in your life. You know? Like you're doing a an impression of somebody and they walk up behind you. Like it, yeah. was, it was that for 20,000 people at one time who were booing Roman Reigns. And then it was just like, yeah, I'm, I have leukemia.
0: Yeah, then everyone uh um. It was it was it was a real wake up call. And it also made me like as a re- as a wrestling fan who's 34 years old, it made me think of like all the kids because one thing my girlfriend brought up which I thought was really good, is she's like, "Well, this is so great because there's all these kids with childhood leukemia, and now, you know, one of their superheroes has it and you know, his fight can be their fight." And not only was I like, "Well, that's really powerful," but I was also like that makes that does make me. This is a product that is essentially for kids, so it's like me booing rum and rain sometimes almost feels like me booing
1: Santa Claus at the mall, <laughs> you yeah. know. Where I'm like, I'm like, come on, oh man. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> L- listen, there is, uh, I'm sure most people listening, or many people listening, this have had this, had this experience, but you, we go to these shows and, and even. You know, I mean if you boo Roman Reigns just like you used to boo John Cena out of a sense of sort of like smart mark responsibility, you know. I mean you go, it's just like this is what we do when we go to these shows. We we yeah. do these guys. And I mean I've had the experience where I've just been like screaming, you know profanity not really but just like booing the hell out of Roman Reigns and all of a sudden you look over and there's a six year old you know and he's just (laughs) like in a Roman Reigns shirt with a Roman Reigns sign you know and his like his mom is like bored but also wearing a Roman Reigns shirt just because of her son and you're just like oh and I think the other thing that's on top of it too is that like Sometimes when people get sick or,
0: you know, and this isn't happening with Rome and pass away, like there's a lionization of them as far as they were such a great bet, you know, guy backstage, like a lot of like some of uh, the ultimate warriors comments that he made before he passed away that were, Mm -hmm. you know, pretty racially charged or pretty homophobic. Those kind of get forgotten. Everything that I've heard backstage about Roman Reigns is that he's a great guy. Yeah, everybody loves him. So it's like, it's that double thing where you're like, oh, I was just booing a great dude who little kids liked just because I wasn't behind the character. So there, there was, there is some feel of guilt for that. I did feel like, Guilt. I had, I had a moment where I texted one of my friends who's a wrestling fan, and I was like, you know, besides like giving a donation to like you know Childhood Leukemia Foundation, like should we buy a Roman Reigns shirt or
1: something like as an amends? But uh I mean, he's. I mean, listen, he. Uh, I don't think Roman was. Um. I mean, I think Roman was on an intellectual level. He said it in his in his speech on Monday night. I think he was aware that the boos were were a net positive, right? That 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 any reaction is a good reaction, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, and and, and you could still laugh at like the suffering succotash promo and appreciate, you know, the fact that every night. I mean, that WrestleMania 31 match between Brock was a terrific match. He's had mm -hmm. a bunch of terrific
1: matches. Unquestionably, the guy can go in the ring. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a he's a really, really good wrestler, and we've said it a million times on this show, and I've written it and everything else that he's. You know, it's not his fault that he was booked into this position, and I think you know what I was going to say was that he's intellectually aware that that the boos are a positive. It's it seemed pretty clear that emotionally he was never, never quite on that same page. You know, like he was, he was, he always, I think, wanted to get that cheer, and every, and it always just cut just a little bit when he would like win a match and get booed. Also,
0: it's you know even when he came out though in just a shirt and pants, like my my girlfriend was like, "Wow!" Like immediately he has that wow factor. She's he's he's hot, you know. Like and I think like I was like I did have a moment where I'm like, um, you know, and this is they they almost said this about Al Gore after he lost the election, where when you saw him partying afterwards when he had a beard, you're like, you know, why didn't this guy run? (laughs) You know, like yeah, and you you had a you had a moment there where you're like. You re- even before he hit, even before he dropped, you know, the fact that he's been dealing with this horrible illness, um, you saw the guy come out, um, you know, just casually
1: and, and you, your eyes did go to him, you know? Yeah. Well, that was the first sign we, the first signal we got, right? That he just wandered out and without the shield in like regular in like street clothes, which he never really wears. No. He occasionally will wear, like, a T-shirt instead of the vest if he's just doing a promo, but he's not he's not out there in, like, you know, slacks. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. he, his his wrestling outfit is, is clothes, so it usually works out. Yeah,
0: because it is bizarre because when you think of, like, somebody like Edge, right, when he wears the coat, when he wears the tights, he looks like Edge. What if you put him in street clothes... He kind of kind of just looks like a guy, and when when Roman was wearing street clothes, he looked like more of a star mm-hmm. in my mind than he does
1: with the padded she with the padded foam shield on his chest. Yeah, totally true. Um, anyway, it's a sad, a sad scene. Um, but the positive of it, you know, I think is what my girlfriend was saying, and that
0: hopefully, you know, I, I think that he will beat it. Um, he's 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 young, he's healthy. Um, You know, besides, obviously, the leukemia, and, you know, it'll hopefully be an inspiration for, you know, the kids who are into him. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, You thought I was going to go, like, triumph the insult dog on this shit.
1: (laughs) It wouldn't be the first time. Um, (laughs) I was workshopping some material with Jim last night, and I think we decided just to not do it at all. But the... uh, No, but the... um, He's a beloved guy. If you've spent any time you know uh, the, like the the you know I've had the, the honor and pleasure of being in you know uh, the hotel bars and non-hotel bars <laughs> hotel restaurants you guys went seeing, on a fishing trip together yeah and no no just seeing people just seeing wrestlers interact and and everybody I mean Roman Reigns I've said it before is the center of gravity and everybody loves him and the WWE released a video last night of him walking backstage or Monday night after after his speech and everybody sort of hugging him and than him leaving I mean it was it was really touching I mean the whole thing was it just it made you listen there's nothing wrong with. I, I've 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 said that we should stop booing Roman Reigns but there's nothing wrong with booing Roman Reigns as a uh, you know I mean I think a lot of people regret it and maybe we'll think twice about it now um, you know if they push who's the who's the next Roman Reigns is there somebody in developmental who's just like, or or even on the, a younger person on the roster that if they got pushed real hard, that everybody would just re- that's a great question. It? I would have said Jason Jordan, but it seems like I don't know when he's coming back. Yeah, if they pushed Jason um, Jordan, if Jason Jordan came back and they pushed him into the title picture, and he, he was clearly the chosen one, that would be a problem. Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. Honestly, I I can't
0: think of anybody who. Would really piss people off in the same way.
1: Well, if Jason Jordan does come back and does get pushed to the moon, well, this is a good question. Seamus, <laughs> well, Seamus has already been there. Yeah. So I no, I, d- I don't know anyone else. The whole point of this, there's a point of this. The point of this is if 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 this if we ever find ourselves in this situation again, maybe don't boo the guy so bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying maybe that guy has leukemia, but just yeah, like maybe just think twice. Though I can't, you you know, I guess you can't
0: like. You can't that that's no way to like, you know, live in in how you consume art or culture or anything like that. You can't be like, well, this person had a rough childhood. You either wanna you know, but in this case, yeah, I think that the combination of the little kids and stuff like that, it did make me make me kind of feel bad about some of the smart
1: ass shit that I've said, you know, over the years. Um Jason Jordan. The guys people on the roster who get this treatment, Jason Jordan, can see potentially the uh, Roman Reigns treatment. I mean they could they you could If they have. got pushed. Uh, Bobby Lashley, and we'll uh, talk 100%. about it in a bit. Jinder Mahal. I mean it's just look for the look for Your the gender's like look a heel, for the for so not pain. the same. Yeah, um, it's funny. But like if Matt Riddle did, people would love him because he has all that indie heat. He's got the cred. Um I mean the guy that well he he ended I mean the the guy that came in from the Indies like that 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 could have been that character is was Mike Mike Canellis but you know yeah that didn't seem to happen hasn't quite clicked yet anyway um, one of the things that that I got during, I mean after Roman speech on Monday and you know I'm, for fear I don't say it enough I mean just, we wish him all the best and cannot I mean we'll all be. It's crazy that I wrote this in my piece But for When he was talking In the middle of the ring He Became The The star He became the hero That WWE wanted him to be For the past five years And it, it's not I'm not saying that like I mean there is a, Certainly there are people Who are I mean we're going to cheer him When he comes back Because of everything That he's gone through And because when wrestlers Come back we get excited Um But But I think that in the, you know in the bigger picture there was there there was people booed up when people boo Roman Reigns they were booing WWE sure but part of it was that Roman Reigns never quite connected and just right there he was he was more human in 5 minutes on Monday night than I mean, obviously, he, he, he tapped into a level of reality that was pure, and it was really impressive. And well, I, the, the thing about any organic babyface is that you have to have a heel that people believe.
0: Austin, you know, wasn't necessarily looked at as the chosen one when he came in. Sure, um, and, and that's been, you know, like Daniel Bryan wasn't looked at as the chosen one, so when the authority or when the corporation were going against them, um, there was... This belief that, like, yeah, maybe they weren't the guy that they wanted, and with with Roman, whenever he would go up against Triple H or the McMahons, or uh, it, it it never worked the same way because people just thought, oh, this guy's this guy's part of the team already, you know, and. You know, like, and and to see the man behind the mask, and to see somebody who does have something where he can't, you know, a, a, you know, a real foe that he's going up against. I feel like that touches everybody, and it it becomes a, a you know a, a promo
1: and a character, and and more importantly, a person we can all root for. I agree with that. One um, of the the texts that I got um, several times right after the speech was why didn't they why did they do that first? Because it kind of put a damper on the whole night. And I think there's a, you know, I, I, I don't know that uh, that felt a little bit just like random second guessing when I got those. But there was also a really practical reason um, of, of why they put that on yeah. first. Uh, if, they, for instance, they were talking about putting it on last. I don't know why that would have made sense on its own terms. But it ended up being, um, uh, to go right back into the wonderful world of kayfabe, a really powerful rope a setup for how the show ended. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, it
0: was a heel turn that I mean, it actually put heat on Ambrose, but it organically, you know, the way that he reacted wasn't you know, it wasn't like when Seth Rollins turned his back on the Shield and there was that cold, methodical, um, like I'm doing this to get ahead sort of vibe. Like when Dean did it, you could tell he was like really conflicted while he was doing it.
1: You know, and what he was muttering to Seth. Well, let's just say it. Let's let's just let's, let's break it down. I mean, everybody's seen this, but they basically in the main event they they uh, it was it was the rest of the Shield: Ambrose and Ron, uh, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler for the tag team titles. This is a little pairing that we've seen a million times, and this didn't feel like the night to blow this thing off, except for the fact that Roman Reigns has gone and anything's possible, right? Right. Um, and that Braun Strowman split up with Ziggler and McIntyre, but anyway, but you know them having the tag belt seemed like they could keep that going for a while. And then when Ambrose and Rollins won, it was it felt like a perfect little feel good capper on a night where you know Roman Reigns has to you know relinquishes the title in the opening segment. The crowd is just sort of muted and sad for the rest of the night, and then they get this little Shield feel good moment at the end of the show. Um, Ambrose and Rons are gonna hug, the crowd's gonna applaud, you know, we feel slightly better than we did before. It made sense. But then, of course, defying all of our expectations, Dean Ambrose, after they won the title, Dean Ambrose hugged Seth Rollins and then DDT'd him or Dirty Deeds him. That dirty sounds, Deeds. That him. sounds gross. Uh, and uh, beat the and then yeah, like you were saying, he reacted in this very sort of twitchy but r- human way, right? Like I, like I am so overwhelmed with emotion and my body doesn't know how to process it, so I will just lash out. Yeah, and um, and he, then he proceeded to beat up Seth Rollins for like five long minutes. I mean, maybe it was more than that. It felt like an hour. I mean, and not in a bad way. It just felt like every at every moment was just brutal and unnecessary. And they kept going to these like. Almost like pornographically voyeuristic shots of the crowd, where like everybody was yeah. just sort of like verging on tears, and and just like clearly like like there's it. We know now. We know the difference between like like booing because of a heel is a heel or is doing something bad, and the, what the, what it looks like when you're just like actually really upset, and it's like just stone faced and frozen. Yeah, so you're just like this cannot be happening. Come on, WWE. Any night. I but mean, tonight. look.
0: If you wanted to take, if you that's the 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 one thing you know. In hindsight, twenty twenty, if you want to turn Dean heel, that's the best place to do it. Because if it would have happened next week, or if it would have happened at Crown Jewel, it, it you would have had more arguments for why you turned heel. You are like, well, Seth stabbed him in the back before. Roman's not in the picture. He wants to be a single star. He's always taking back seats to Seth Rollins, and now because of the night they chose to do it. You, you've you made him an actual heel.
1: Yes, 100% yes. I don't think you would have um, had the same effect. I think he'll get booed when he comes out on Monday. According to Brian Alvarez, Ambrose was supposed to turn heel around Survivor Series, but That's they made the him. choice to do it uh, on Monday to capitalize on Roman's announcement. I, I mean, listen, it, all propriety... I mean, all, so let's, setting aside... You know the morals of the situation. I don't even think we need to set him aside, but just just you know taking that out of consideration for the sake of it, um, that was a masterful heel turn. I mean, uh, yeah, it was... just to to do it to do it on the night that Roman st- I don't you know retired. We're not saying retirement, but we, I don't even know what the word is when the, Roman when when Roman did what he did. Um, to mess with our expectations in such a way. I mean, it was evil. I mean, <laughs> it was dastardly. It was vile. It was exactly what you want a heel turn to feel like. I've never... I, I said, as it was happening, and I think I wrote it in the piece, like, this is what Larry Zabisco turn, turning on Bruno Sammartino must have felt like. Because you talk to people who were around, or, you know, the Freebirds turning on the Von Erics. Like, the, you talk to people who are older than us, who are watching wrestling in the territory era, and they talk about those moments like grown-ups with jobs who haven't watched wrestling, you know, or you know, this it, they don't have a big stake in this. They will talk about Zabisco turning on San Martino as like it's on par with Pearl Harbor. Like it is like one of the worst moments of their lives. And that is the closest I think we'll ever feel to something like that. Yeah, I mean Because you're just so like you're just so emotionally raw for real and you weren't expecting it.
0: If you look at this year, Raw versus SmackDown, like, SmackDown, in my mind, has been a consistently good show. mm mm-hmm. um, But Raw has either been a bad show or a great show. Like, all of a sudden, like, for Raw, it, it's... Like, because I think this was a truly great episode of Raw, and it, it Raw, like, usually does something like, you know, when The Shield came back after after they put the title on Roman at SummerSlam, and that was the end with Finn Bálor. That was a great Raw, and you're like, what's going to happen? And then you have a couple months of them dropping the ball. This is a terrific Raw, and I'll be interested to see what they do with it. SmackDown, it's kind of consistently good storytelling, and sometimes it can feel a little boring, but it never feels like, okay, they're making the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. Um, While Raw, it, it feels like, holy shit, that was an interesting decision, and wait, now they're doing that with it? Yeah. With the Dogs of War? That's what they're doing with it? So hopefully... You know this. This is leading. It's not just you know. A sh- it's not just a shock value thing, and they're going to go the safe route, but they're going to do something truly interesting with it. And um, I mean, they did a bunch of really interesting things on Raw, and and uh, uh, you know, hopefully, it pays off. As far as face turns, as far as heels turns, it was it was a major. It seemed like a major changing the guard on Monday night, and and not just because obviously we the the Universal Championship is vacant.
1: Yeah, and I think that I mean I think that it is all a kind of practical runoff from I mean it, from him from Roman vacating the title right I mean uh, I, who knows what order these things were made in uh, but I mean these decisions were made in but but the you know he's gone Dean turns heel suddenly we have two fewer top tier baby faces and so um, we had Elias who was. Last week, they set up a sort of, like, placeholder feud between him and Apollo Crews, and then they just, they, at least they remembered it this week, and then just sort of did away with it, just in time for, um, our man to honky-tonk, I don't know, who's, who's more famous for swinging, the, for hitting people's guitars now? Is Jeff Jarrett stolen that from honky-tonk, man? I think honky-tonk is still the guy. So when somebody hits somebody with a guitar, we can say they, like, like, he honky-tonked him. Yeah. Okay, I mean Jared probably used it more, but Honky Tonk is well, Jared was on TV a lot more. Yes, that's I mean true. you know, uh, and he did it every week as opposed to saving it for the two pay per views or whatever. Um, so yeah, so Elias Honky Tonked Constable General Manager Corbin Baron Senior <laughs> uh, and Esquire the Third, and and yeah, I guess he's formally a babyface now. Um, we also have let's see who else uh, Braun Strowman is back presumably on the babyface side of the roster I guess you can make the case he's just a monster and it doesn't matter but he has f- split from his cronies and you know came out to uh, you know when, when Paul Heyman was cutting a heel promo well, I guess it, we should point out that it started off as the most babyface promo uh, explaining why Roman Reigns matters uh, and then transitioned into a heel Braun Strowman Brock Lesnar promo and Braun came out and now 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 I guess Ron's you can count Ron sort of nominally on the babyface side. And then we have the whole Bobby Lashley Kevin Owens match from last week or the week before. When was it? Last week? Where Lashley clearly turned heel and Kevin Owens may or may not have turned babyface. So we got a lot going on. A lot of a lot of reorganization. I will say since we're there and, you know, any opportunity to sing Roman Reigns' praises. I you know I've said I said long ago that John Cena I wrote Wrote and said that John Cena mattered because he was the guy that like your favorite wrestler stood next to and kind of got the rub of significance, right? Like John Cena is right. like, even if you boo John Cena, no one can put over like Daniel Bryan, like John Cena can just by being, just by being willing to get in the ring with him, you know? I mean, on, for, for the masses. And Roman Reigns has a lot of that, too. I mean, one of the most... Uh, we've seen it over and over again. Not only it's the association with Roman Reigns, but one of the most powerful tools in the WWE toolbox is people beating Roman Reigns because you don't expect it. I mean, how many times has that happened to uh, to Finn Balor? You know I mean? Just like guys just just looking good against Roman Reigns. It makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference. Um, and I mention that now um, because... Roman Reigns, for whatever you say about it would say, you know, even if you actually aren't a fan, but like whatever. Uh man, I, I say all of that to say that I do not care about this Crown Jewel main event anymore.
0: It's I mean, it's 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 hard to care. Um not because they a, were built building it up since SummerSlam. I mean, the Crown Jewel is a whole different if we want to open that whole thing up. Let's I mean do it. Open it up. You know, obviously, I don't know if the, the rumors are true. They're still advertising John Cena, but John Cena, uh, the dirt sheets are saying that he has pulled out of the event, that he won't be doing it. At least he won't be doing it if it's in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And that there are rumors that Daniel Bryan won't be
1: doing it as well. Um, You know, I think that Braun's got to win the we title. We should say that we're but, recording this at four. I mean, right as we're speaking, it's four P.M. Eastern Time. Yeah, we
0: could find out that you know the Wednesday. location
1: changes to St. Louis by the time this you know podcast is released. Well, they're going to be in the U.K. like the night that the the weekend leading up to it, so or the week leading the, the days leading up to it. So people are kind of thinking that that might be where it ends up. I yeah. still say that. Um, I mean, my guess is that they've been pretending it's not been in Saudi Arabia for a while. You know, they just, they just won't say the word Saudi Arabia. So. Um, so, you know, I think that their their point their their plan would be just to have it somewhere else and to pretend like that was the plan all along. I said last week on the show, sort of jokingly, but now I fully believe it. I mean, the UK would be great because the UK has all these little Woodstocky music festivals all the time. They just put up a ring in the middle of a big field and just tweet <laughs> that you're having it two hours before. <laughs> How great! I mean, to, that would could have been that could be one of the greatest events. I in love WB that history. idea. I love that idea. You know, just just do one for the I think the fans. you got to
0: do uh, like six hours before because wrestling fans are a little less mobile than music fans. <laughs> but I, I I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I I, it, it, it's, uh, I I think that McMahon is probably looking at it as a, you know, first off, uh, a journalist was brutally murdered uh, by the Saudi royal. I mean, we don't, we don't know for sure, but all signs are pointing to the Saudi government doing this or at least factions of the Saudi government doing this. Um, and it's a, in, in the U.S. and the WWE, and I'm, I stutter a lot on this podcast, so I apologize because I'm not the most well-spoken man. I, I don't know why I preface this like I'm Forrest Gump, but, <laughs> you know, it's been, it, it's a huge PR hell. Um, they've been advertising their relationship with Saudi Arabia all year since the greatest Royal Rumble. So, you know, if they, it could be one of these things too, where, you know, there are some sanctions against Saudi Arabia, but the government really doesn't change. So then WWE does a show there again in a year. I don't think that they're going to be making it a big political statement either way. Um, they're not going to say we stand with the U.S. because I think that the U.S.'s relationship with Saudi Arabia is always going to be incredibly complicated um, and has been, you know, for, for decades. Um, but uh, I, you I think it's gonna be. It it may be a good thing that the main event's not that big. That's what I'm trying to say. It may be a good thing that, you know, this event is not gonna be, uh, uh of the magnitude that the greatest Royal Rumble was, and that you have a championship, uh, kind of change quietly rather than
1: making us this this defining moment, at least for WBPR purposes. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's a huge, it's an enormous pain in the ass, uh, and I mean that in the in the just obviously there's a lot more. It's like it's WWE's problem. They cre- they made this bed. There's not you know not an excuse for it, but it's just it's going it's going it's like death. Even setting aside the fact, and I've set aside a lot of facts today, but setting aside the fact that they're you know doing business with a authoritarian whack job Uh, just I mean even if we're just a political issue or even a less significant international you know international affairs issue um, it's just death by a thousand cuts right now I mean I'm just like I was I just checked online to see if it's to see if there's any update you know to where they're having it and and you know there's articles about The Rock having to deal with this stuff now and going going back and forth with CNN's Oliver Darcy on Twitter um, the Rock is going back and forth. Yeah, just because like he he met with uh, he he met with uh, with NBS when he was like in America before, but like you know so but but you know there's all this poignancy because of WWE. He's just advertising skyscraper on Blu-ray. Yeah. Also, Hulk Hogan has apparently come out and confirmed that he will be at Crown Jewel. <laughs> He'll be there no matter what. He may be the only person who shows up at that Saudi event. It's totally true. Oh God! Apparently Hulk Hogan is going to be there. I mean, there were, I had heard talk that MBS had asked for Hulk Hogan specifically, which is just great. Great, it's like you have the balls to like, you have the the moral standing to not have Hulk Hogan around for the past two years or whatever, and then someone's just like, "But we'll give you two million dollars." <laughs> WWE has become
0: this whole week has become Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire" song for WWE. You know, Roman Reigns not a champ. Hulk Hogan's back in camp. <laughs> you know, whole, uh, that was the worst rhyme ever. But yeah, that was good. The that whole the great. whole thing. It, it, there's so many fucking things that are happening this week at WWE, and it's all happening at the same time. Uh Some some of which really interesting from a storyline perspective, and most of which horrifying from a real life perspective. So it's it is probably the craziest WWE has been, ev- maybe ever. Just yeah. to, like, if you want to take in account what's happening outside of WWE, I think this may be the craziest time for that company ever. Crazier than when WCW and uh, when Hogan showed up and they were doing the Monday Night Wars. I think this is this is the nuttiest it's ever been. I can't imagine being in that company office right now and how stressful it's going to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know what's going on with the Saudi Arabia thing. There have been so many conflicting reports, and I think that <clears throat> we were talking on the way in here. I mean, there's a there's a you know non-zero chance that WWE. There's a story that Vince said he was definitely going to go unless Donald Trump told him not to. Um, there's a non-zero chance that he's that they've actually been in the State Department or something, and this is a thing. You know, they they that they or they just can't come out and formally say. I mean,
0: if you read that Bob Woodward book, Fear none of the departments are really working together in that administration. Yeah. So the State Department could
1: say, hey, don't go. And Donald Trump well, could say, hey, go. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, but there could also be someone saying, don't say you're not going because that's actually leverage that we have over MBS to say that we're, we won't let WWE go unless you admit that this is a I mean, it's
0: already, But it's already been scaled back to a 16,000 seat arena
1: from where it was. So how much leverage is that? Well, if he really wants to go see his favorite, the stars of his youth wrestle, right? Which, by the way, I get that we're in this The period Dennis Rodman now, argument. Yeah, North Korea. I get that we're in this period now where we're pretending that age doesn't exist, you know, for the sake of this show. And I guess <laughs> that's kind of where we are in wrestling. Oh, if you look at Rey Mysterio's match, I mean, age does not exist. For Rey that Mysterio guy. looks better than he has in forever, but the but but like. To have all the you but you we can, we're good with the Undertaker you know because it's, it's fine at WrestleMania if the Undertaker has a match and Triple H has a match and maybe there's one other other person making a comeback but like <laughs> to have a card this stacked with it I get that we're just it does it's outside of the the realm of the 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 the, the, the normal timeline but Kurt Angle's promo on Monday night was depressing wasn't it maybe it was just after Roman Reigns was talk, depressing but it was him just staring at the camera like. It felt like it would have
0: been more uh, powerful if something so much more powerful hadn't just
1: happened. Yeah, I will say that. Maybe, but it it also wasn't, I mean, pre-recording is not the place to do power. Maybe they didn't trust him to go out there and talk. But his promo was basically, I don't know how big of a country music fan you are, Dan. I mean, but his promo was either, there's but... a there's a Toby Keith song that goes like I'm not as, as good as, as I once was, was, but I'm good yeah. once as I ever was. Yeah, that was that yes, was Kurt Angle's that was Kurt Angle's promo. <laughs> He's like maybe at crown jewel, I'll be better than ever, but certainly not three nights a week. <laughs> That's um, kind of that
0: could have been everybody's promo, though, exactly. On crown jewel, except uh, for
1: I guess except for like Ziggler and Rollins. All right, all right. So anyway. Um, we don't know what's going on with the show. Hopefully, we all know by the time this is happening. It's just been such a... I also think it's funny that like on SmackDown, uh, I I forget
0: who said it, but like, you know, J- there's no one who's been through more than Jeff Hardy. And I'm like, you could say that about everybody who's in that Best of Tournament. Yeah. If you like look at all their injuries and what's happened in their personal lives for the past years, like they they all have like that one last dance. Hmm. Sort of,
1: you know, old time cowboy field. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we'll talk more about that in the coming in the coming weeks. I'll, I'll just say this: I find it really, um, we've said that there, there's a lot of word that we're, I mean, people saying that we're going to find out today or soon about what's going to happen with Crown Jewel. I find it hard to believe that they haven't decided already. Now, maybe they're looking, still so looking for a spot if they're going to move it. Or maybe, you know, may, I take it back. Maybe it's that, maybe this is a sort of Trump White House situation. Maybe Vince has decided they're definitely doing it, and the rest of the company is just running, is scrambling to figure out if that's even feasible. They do it in the Turkish embassy. Yeah, because John Cena's not going to go. No. That's what we're, John Cena's not going to go. Daniel Bryan's not going to go, apparently. These are the rumors that we hear. John Cena's still being advertised, although the tickets right now uh, according to like the the ticket sales website, it's uh, the the location is null comma null for the show. Yeah, I. And
0: then somebody was saying, "Well, what if they just move everything to Survivor Series?" I don't think you can do that.
1: It really has become a giant house show. <laughs> do it in a field. Do it in a field. Anyway, um, we do have a pay per view this weekend, which some might say. Is a uh, preemptive apology for the existence of Crown Jewel. Or at least that was the plan. Um, WWE Evolution, the first ever all-women's pay-per-view. I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm excited about... uh, Well, I'm excited about the Flair-Lynch match.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's been a terrific build. That performance uh, center angle I thought was awesome. Uh, unfortunately, and you had mentioned this in previous weeks. Alexa Bliss and Mickey James versus Lita and Trish Stratus as as a generational battle doesn't make any sense when Mickey James was part of Trish Stratus and Lita's generation.
1: I'm so confused.
0: It takes all the heat out of that angle, like uh, and some good promo work from Alexa when she was like, "You were never that good." Like, well, then why are you teaming with Mickey James? Because Trish beat Mickey James. I mean I guess Mickey James beat Trish too, but that was her main foe towards the end of her career. So
1: I, I just don't I don't understand why they made that a tag team match to get Lita back. No, it's because everybody's hurt. I think. I think Alexa's kinda hurt, although she's still been working and Yeah. It, that makes sense. It, but 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 Trish and I don't think Trish and Lita were either were in position to like carry a match. So I don't know, I mean, and, and some people say this was the plan all along, and they just advertised Alexa Trish because they couldn't advertise Rousey Nikki Bella, which is dumb because nobody fucking cares about Nikki Bella turning heel as if like we needed to win. No, for that it's day it's like a th-
0: step. It's a step below Big Show turning heel. I mean, maybe a step above. That's what I
1: should say. As far I know, as surprising, I know that like there are clear changes in wwe women's wrestling and you can point to the really i mean the thing we always point to is you know the uh, wrestlemania the only women's match at wrestlemania whatever was a brawn panties match or what you know there's like these there's like sexual objectification stuff that is just not happening anymore in the same way and that's wonderful but the bigger complaint is that and the reason why give divas a chance that hashtag became a thing is because WWE didn't give a fuck about booking divas. It wasn't about what they were wearing. It wasn't about pinup calendars or anything like that. It's because they didn't care. Right? Well, they also they had said, a
0: weird moment too where, you know, like they did care when they were overtly sexual. And then when they no, no, dropped no, that for the PG,
1: they were like, well, now what are we using yeah, them for? No, but but the reason why this whole thing, I mean, tr- using their own timeline, the reason why this whole this whole revolution started is because WWE had like one two minute women's wrestling match on an episode of raw and people flipped out justifiably. The problem was that they didn't care about the women's division. They didn't care about booking it. They didn't care about storylines. And what we have learned apparently going into the first ever all women's pay-per-view is that they still don't care very much.
0: I think they care, but I think they're just booking it. Like it feels less like a huge, like uh tent pole event and more like an Armageddon from 2009. You know, like where it's just like, yeah, this seems like a pay-per-view built on logical building, but nothing feels like special about it. So it's not that I don't think they don't care. I just don't think that they are putting the utmost care into it.
1: It doesn't have that big event feel. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. I don't think any of. There's no storylines. I mean there's the two main event there's the two title matches but then we have NXT you know I guess the NXT championship match has a storyline, but like the vast majority of the audience has not is not watching that, is not watching the May Young Classic, is not does not care about the NXT UK women's championship. Um probably doesn't care a lot about Trish and Lita, the vast majority of the audience, but maybe. I just don't know what the upside to any of this is. You know, it just feels like what, like, how did you have, you had months to plan this out and you don't have a storyline for Sasha Banks, for Asuka, for, I mean, none of these, like, none of your top stars, you're not, like, who, people who are nominally your top stars have a place in the show. I mean, they built three matches. Yeah two. What's the third one? Well, they built the
0: Ronda match, they built the main event, and they built the, even though you don't like the build, they built the Alexa Trish match.
1: Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I I skipped over that one. Um, They've built three
0: matches. You know, it's then there's there's the um the NXT
1: match, and then there's the Battle Royal. Yeah. Is that it? Is it just five? Is this like no, 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 a two no. hour we have, event? A, we have the NXT UK Women's Championship match. Okay. Rhea Ripley versus TBD at the time of this recording, I believe. And then Carrie, Carrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Championship. So, yeah, I mentioned that. And then the. Than the Mae Young Classic final, finals match. So there's seven matches. This is supposed to be a two Eight word... matches. And then Sasha, Bailey, and Natalia versus the Rioters. Oh, right. Riot I forgot Squad. about that one. Yeah, that, I mean, that feels like an ultimate pre show filler match. Yeah. How does that not, how do, are they going to also be in the Battle Royal or something? I don't know. I just don't know how they, how they get out of it and like, how are the, how have the tickets been? I have no, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't care. And not because they're doing a bad job booking it. I'm just like, there's only one answer to this. That people are going to report, and it's that they're doing badly, and that doesn't matter because that's WWE's fault. It has it's no reflection on the content. Um, Women's Battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah, so none of the, no one's, no one's, no one's pulling double duty, although we do have some legends in there. Molly Holly, Kelly Kelly, Ivory, Alundra Blaze, Michelle McCool, and Tori Wilson are all in the Battle Royal. So exciting. That's, that, that is kind of cool, but come on. Um, <clears throat> one match for SmackDown, for the record, aside from the Battle Royal. Um, but but whatever. I'm having a bad attitude. It's been a sad week. This is going to be, the, the top of this card is going to be great. Um, and so there's some other things. I mean, actually, a lot of this card is going to be really good. I just think they could have done a better job. And they sure they owed it to us and to the roster to do better. But anyway, let's run through what we do have. And get excited about this um, because it's going to be fun. So yeah, the pre-show match we just discussed—Sasha, discussed, ba- Bailey, and Natalia—are 100% winning, beating the Riot Squad. Right? Is there any chance yeah. they lose the Riot Squad? They sure, could. I yeah, guess. they
0: could. They could. There could be
1: some weird turn again. Um. Yeah, Riot Squad's been fun lately. I mean, I like Ruby a lot. She's a great worker. Um. The battle royal, you know, could be anybody. There's, they didn't really show us anything on Raw or SmackDown. And these little Raw had the tag match, and SmackDown had the big schmazy thing. They didn't give us anything to make us real, to give us any indication of what was going to happen, right? Um, although if I had to pick, I don't know. Feels like this is sort of a Nia Jax moment, like moment, or maybe Asuka or Ember Moon. Who knows? Um, I'm not going to make you pick that one, but I will make you pick for Trish Stratus and Lita versus Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. I I don't want to see I don't want to see Lita do the do the moonsault. Um, if she can do it, great. She could never do it. It was always, <laughs> and I don't mean that as I mean it was cool. That was what made it work. But it was always sort of death defying. I don't. I hope she doesn't do it. But it'll it'll go quick if if she does. Um, who's going to win that match? Um, I think Alexa's gotta win, right? Yeah. Well, no, Trish. It's gotta be Trish and Lita standing tall. I don't know. I would say Alexa, but now that Mickey James is part of it, you're right. The May Young Classic match. Do we know uh it's this is Tony Storm all the way. I'm just telling you this. Yeah, she's she's been she's definitely gonna win. I think we're gonna be in agreement about a lot of this. Tony Storm is the future of women's wrestling, so um, no, but she's per- she's a perfect for WWE. Um, Rhea Ripley versus TBD. One of the great performers in the women's division right now. TBD. Uh, WWE, Vince McMahon probably put the belt on TBD if he could. I guess we'll see what happens with that. Rhea Ripley's great and has a big future too. Kari Sane versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. Who do you think? I, I guess I'm going to go with Shayna Baszler. I was
0: thinking Kari Sane, but I think they're going to keep it on Baszler just because they need a filler feud for Ronda between between Mania and, um, and, uh, and Now and Mania. Now in yeah. Mania. And I feel like you need, and they're not ready to go there just yet. So I feel like you need Shayna to win this and then lose it again in you NXT. Think they're going to
1: do Shayna versus Ronda at WrestleMania? Is that what you're? No, thinking? I think they're going to do it before that. Oh, well, I think Shayna. I mean, I think the move. I mean, we see over and over again in NXT, like you go kind of, you do go out on your back if you're gonna if you're gonna bring call Shayna up, then this is the moment. Although, with the rest of the MMA four horse women down in NXT now. Maybe they'll leave. Maybe they'll leave Basler down there until they can all come up together. That could be possible. A lot of questions. I think this will be this. This I hate to get too meta when you're like when we're like picking fun pay-per-views, but this does feel like a sort of transactional point. Like you're, it's either it's gonna the decision is sort of gonna be made. Yeah. For a uh, backstage reason, but both of them have been really good and really fun. And wow, well, NXT is um, NXT is good right now. Becky Lynch. Versus Charlotte Flair. for Last woman standing match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That's tough.
0: It really depends on what direction they want to go with. If you want Becky to come in as a stone cold face, you have Charlotte win and do it in a heel type way. And then you have Becky win the Women's Royal Rumble mm. and go on to face Ronda. That's how I would do it. But with with how they're booking this, I think they're going to keep it on Becky. Yeah. um, To try to still build Charlotte up. It's just that even at the performance center, you you, you watch this segment and, you know, sitting with my valet again. Mm -hmm. uh, She's like, wait a minute. Why are they making Becky?
1: (laughs) She's like, I like Becky. Why are they doing this? I I think that I just want to backtrack for one second. To my earlier rant, this is the go home show for this pay for the first ever women's pay per view, and the SmackDown SmackDown that only has one match on this card. Their segment on on this episode of SmackDown was a pre taped segment that we've all we had all already seen of Charlotte and Becky having a showdown at the Performance Center, and or that we all knew about, and. Than a Charlotte promo that did Smack, nothing. I mean, to help SmackDown it. felt like a repeat from last week.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, Bray uh, Mysterio versus The Miz. I mean, it just it totally felt like you had this incredible Raw, and then SmackDown just
1: kind of went in autopilot. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, it's going to be a great match, and I think that there's a lot of ways you can go with it. I mean, my. I, I, I like the last I like last man standing matches last woman standing match last person maybe they could have picked a stipulation that didn't involve this sort of uh, tongue gymnastics but um, it's a cool stipulation I guess if I wanted to be a real smart about it I would say that the problem is that it's supposed to be like a blow off big final match and it so frequently ends schmozzily like last man standing matches have a preponderance of like oh, you handcuffed my feet to the ring post, and that's why I couldn't make the bell. Yeah. You know? So it's a, it's a, it's fun, but it's not a blow. I mean, it, you know, if this were a real sport, someone would have figured out a way to use it. It probably would have picked a different stipulation that might actually be effective. Um, well, it should be a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Although that's not as fun for the crowd to watch. Um, I mean, yeah. Th- this is going to bring the house down. This could be match of the year. I hope so, because they need it to be on this card. All right, is it will it main event? Or Are they going to have Ronda and Nikki main event? I, I think it's an open question. I don't think I wouldn't be mad if Ronda and Nikki main evented, because Ronda is going to get that huge reaction. But I think it would make more sense to put Charlotte and Becky on last. They deserve it, and they're going to really wrestle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it, I think they need to put that on last. I, which is not to not... I mean, listen, I, I I don't care about... I'm not sure why they did all of this work and whatever to get the Bella Twins into the main event of this show. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they're great. But to, like, mess up the the ticket... I mean, the promotion of the event because you couldn't promote that they were fighting for it. Yeah, it's like... It's, all, it's just so fraught. Like, I can imagine holding out for... Rhonda versus like who like something like a really incredible surprise opponent, you know, but like this, they just don't quite seem like they're at that level. Maybe I don't understand how popular they are, but anyway, um, all that said, this will be a fun match. Rhonda's matches are, her apparently her promos are heavily improv or at least well, they, one, they've been getting better for or sure. at least she, she has a hand in, or she writes them all herself. That's what, that's the, that's the story that keeps getting put out this week. Um, but her matches are, you know, scripted within into inch of their life. And that's a good thing, you know? And, and I think that they're going to, regardless if this goes on last or next to last or whatever, they'll, this is going to be a good match. Ronda has good matches. They find a she way does. to make them all really good. Yeah. I even like the Alexa matches everybody shat on. People shat on that? At SummerSlam? I yeah. I thought that was totally good. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was, they told a good story. Um, But that's just me. You know, I like, I like good stories.
0: Man, we didn't even when we were talking about this event. We didn't even mention the return of Shawn Michaels. That's how much
1: wrestling there is.
0: Going Shawn on Michaels right now. came
1: back last week.
0: I know we that, but I'm saying Kenny I'm...
1: Herzog and I talked about how you were gone, and uh, you don't get to talk about it now. That's Whoa, part
0: the, that's part of the
1: punishment. Part of the punishment. Shawn Michaels is back, baby. Do you want to do a what? What veteran coming back makes you the saddest power ranking? <laughs> 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 Kurt, Sean, I mean, Triple H is pretty steady, so we'll say Undertaker. Kurt, Angle, Shawn Michaels, uh, Trish Stratus, or Lita. Of those five... Do I get to include Kane? Because I would probably say Kane. Kane still wrestles.
0: I guess. And he and he's... Well. Now Kane, Kane wrestling, it feels like somebody getting paid to show up as Kane at a ch- kid's birthday party. <laughs> like the mask doesn't fit as well. He doesn't want to be there. You know, he's got to... You know, he's his head's in Knoxville right now. It's not in the heart of darkness. Yeah, he's he's complaining about needing to get
1: back to work all yeah. the whole time. <laughs> like, um, I got to worry about the sanitation department. Yeah. Um yeah, Shawn Michaels is back, baby. They got they got some sweet new DX t-shirts. Yeah, I am not excited about Sean coming back. I don't know what you guys talked back cuz I didn't listen. Am I crazy? I really I refuse to do the work to answer this. I don't think he's ever said the word retirement since he's come out of retirement. No, he hasn't. I for, I know that this people, like I, I think I'm great. I'm sure someone's going to correct me. I believe that he thinks that if he doesn't formally say I'm unretired, then it doesn't count. I mean, it's the Ric Flair rules. Randy Savage rules. How many times have they retired? No, Ric Flair has unretired, right? I mean, did he ever say that before he had that match with him? I don't think he would deny that he came out of retirement, though.
0: I mean, did I? I I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe he considers if it's a grudge match, it's not considered a wrestling match because it's so personal. He doesn't consider it an actual match. Yeah, this is what I said it's last a fight. Week. He's said, coming think, back to fighting, but not not wrestling. It's
1: like nobody holds, nobody counts like Vince versus Bret Hart. At, in that WrestleMania Schmazfest against like as what as a real Bret Hart match. No, right? No, absolutely not. And I feel like Sean's trying to like work the angles and like make that be what this is. Yeah, I mean I I don't know because he's so what happens if they move Crown Jewel? If they're like, never mind, we're doing Crown Jewel in a field in Oxford. God, you keep pushing for this field. I like the field. Do you have like
0: land and you're just trying to yeah. backdoor okay. the WWE into if, using it? If
1: for instance, you were in you were in Oxford and you <laughs> were interested in renting a field, I might know of one. Um uh but yeah, if they end up just going if they if they if they end up doing this at like what, at just like some random arena somewhere, what happens to the guys like, John Cena says he's not going to go unless, if, if it's in Saudi Arabia. But, like, all of these legends back. What if they just end back, up showing up to
0: China for John Cena? They actually <laughs> just do it in the hotel lobby of whatever Hilton's he's at? Um,
1: but, like, it's going to be, like, what what happens to all these guys that are getting, that are, have been promised a million dollars for the night? Ugh They're fucked. Then at that point, Vince is like, I can't pay you, but you're free to still show up if you don't want to let the fans down. And then everybody does it, shows up because they don't want to let the fans down. That's what's going to happen. Perhaps. Um. Although if that happens, then Shawn Michaels, who doesn't want to this is my in my fantasy that Shawn Michaels doesn't want to admit that he's unretired. That maybe, maybe they have to book they're gonna they'll they'll book that match to have Shawn Michaels get beat down in the back before the match. Triple H has to wrestle the Brothers of Destruction by himself for 12 But then
0: you have to have a Shawn Michaels Undertaker match again.
1: No, no, listen. Triple H, Triple H wrestles the Brothers of Destruction by himself for 12 minutes, and then Shawn Michaels comes in in street clothes, super kicks the Undertaker, when, when, when Triple H is still the legal man to make to, to get Triple H the win. That's how this is going to go down. Shawn Michaels didn't actually wrestle. And it's interesting. Then you can have Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker that somehow also doesn't end up in a match. You, you, you just get creative with the booking. You can play around with this. It. It'll be fine. We would actually make picks for for Lynch versus Flair and Rousey versus Bella. Well, I, Rousey's going to be Bella, uh, and
0: Lynch versus Flair seems to be a toss up. I can't make a pick on it, but if I had to make a pick, I would
1: say Flair. We were talking about this. I'll, I'll say I'll say Lynch because I, I I think that this is, I think this is, yeah, you got to just keep going. But who knows that one could go either way, just because that's going to be, especially if that goes on last, because that could be Charlotte winning might be the moment that they want for, you know, to have in the WWE video library forever. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? Um, We got to get out of here. Believe it or not, we've been. Just- Believe that. Now you're just making fun of Roman Reigns. Oh, shit. Take that out, Jim. No, leave that in. It's a learning moment for all I of us. I wasn't even thinking was of that. going to do I, it. I, Insult I, comic. I, I damn, did not tantrum. do
0: it. I didn't. I, I just, it was for you to a poop Pavlovian on. For response. For you to poop
1: on. We knew uh, we were going to do it.
0: I, God damn it. I guess, that's not what I meant.
1: I was just going by a catchphrase. Are you going to start chanting, you deserve it now? Is that what you're going to do?
0: <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ!
1: Jim has become the new Dan Saint Germain. It's <laughs> totally true. This is what this is what Jim's Saint entire Germain. life is like. Jim Saint Germain. <laughs> they call me up to the um, big time, and I changed my name. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just looking at Twitter right now, and there are just like random people who are tweeting things like, "Where's one? Here's a good one. What's happening with with hashtag WWE Crown Jewel? Is it canceled or still on? Like, the, what a what a great situation for your company." <laughs> And that same person probably doesn't even remember, doesn't even know that evolution exists based on the fact that they didn't uh, what a bad week of go home shows. Shane McMahon came out, got in the ring on SmackDown and talked about the World Cup of wrestling. Yeah, who
0: would have thought that Saudi Arabia would have gotten in the way of women's progression?
1: I mean, <laughs> who would have thought? Oh, my gosh. What a f- fun situation. So we got to get out of here. Is there anything we're missing, Jim? I don't think so. Anything we failed to cover? My ass with that Roman Reigns comment. Uh, that was the best that's part. That's really unfortunate. It's the best part you, of the show. Yeah, you, you couldn't help yourself. You I it it didn't.
0: Coming. It just. I didn't even True think colors. of Roman Reigns when I said it. <laughs> Jesus you're, Christ! You're a monster. No, I, that's not what I meant.
1: Alright, we gotta get out of here. Enjoy evolution. That's gonna be this my weekend. catchphrase. That's not what I meant. It's not what I meant. It's gonna be a great t-shirt. It's gonna sell like hotcakes. Um what was what was the guy, what was what's his name with Lita's baby? Snitsky? Yeah, what was his catchphrase? It wasn't my fault. It's not my fault. It well, wasn't It's my not fault. my fault. <laughs> uh it's not what I meant. It's not what I meant. Dan Saint Germain. I didn't
0: do it. And just in case, uh, yeah, and that and, and the Snitsky baby thing is the one reason I, everyone
1: asks. Real or Katie shoot. Katie Vicks Corpse. Katie Vicks Corpse. We got to get out of here. Thank you all for listening. Thanks to uh, our heel producer, Jim. Thanks to Dan St. Germain. Danny, what do you got to plug? Um,
0: well, I'm going to plug my uh, sometimes co-host James Mattern's album release show on the New York Comedy Club on Friday night. At, he's doing the 8 and 10 o'clock shows. I have an album, No Real Winners Here. Uh, this week, Total F and Marks will be back. We're going to be watching an episode of
1: Thunder in Paradise. It's a good show. So uh, check it out. I hope we find out what's going on with Crown Jewel. But in the meantime, evolution's gonna be awesome. Um <clears throat> I feel like this is a really important week because I don't really feel the need to apologize to Dean Ambrose. Because he broke my heart. And that's on him. Ah, oh, fuck it. Apologies as always to Dean Ambrose. <laughs> we'll see you back here next week, Humanoids.
0: We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling! We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. So I
1: apologize because I'm not the most well-spoken man. I, I don't know why I preface this like I'm Forrest Gump. But it was the most <laughs> awkward thing ever. You know, it yeah. was like the most awkward experience you've ever had in your life. Roman
0: Reigns, not a champ. Hulk Hogan's back in camp. <laughs> <laughs>